Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, we proudly bring to you at a Studio 212 on the Soundcasting Network in the heart of Seattle, Washington. This is Physical Culture Radio. I'm your super dope host with the most, Greg Jones, at Coach Greg Jones Instagram and Facebook. Along with my super dope host, who's actually competing tomorrow and won't be on the show, uh, Chris Edmonds at C Edmonds. And that brings us into the topic of episode number 39. What we're talking about today is I'm going to talk about the last couple weeks of a prep um, going into a show and the show day and what it kind of looked like for Chris and I and how we approached it. And then I'm actually going to post the Friday before pictures of both Chris and I. And he looks absolutely crazy zany right now on his Friday before the uh, picture or before the show pictures that he sent and posted. And he's just right, just nailed the whole freaking prep. But to get back to the two week thing, what you're looking to do the last two weeks is maximize fat loss. You're pretty much getting the hammer dropped from a month in where carbs go down, they go down, they go down. Cardio goes up, goes up. Your workouts um, are at a high intensity. You're getting ready for the show. You're carb depleted. So you're running on nothing. Uh, You know, probably lots of stimulants, pre-workouts, caffeine, that sort of thing. And how the workouts work, so it's pretty much two to three times a day I train. I think Chris would do fat, what, what he would do in his last couple of weeks. And he got, I was doing 45, 40 minutes of fasted cardio. Um, and he was doing five times 50 minutes fasted cardio. And then I think he'd get a meal or two and then go back and work out. Um, later that day and have everything done by the early afternoon. I sometimes would do fasted cardio and have to work and go to the gym. So I would sometimes get my workout in early, but then I would have extra abs to do or work on my glutes and lower back. So I would have extra stuff to do that I would turn into a PM workout. And this is all with carbs under 100 grams a day. And, you know, with, you know, like Chris and I both being over 200 pound bodybuilders. And I ended up weighing in at 208. He weighed in, he's right around 220 right now. I think his weigh ins later today. Maybe he'll put a pound or two on that. I think it'll probably be around 219, 220 when he weighs in. He's about the same height as me. So, um, the, the, you know, the, the cardio is up, the carbs are down, the workouts are intense. There's sometimes multiple a day. And then what we do is, you know, we pretty much look at the body every day, how flat we're, if we're staying full, um, and how much body fat we're losing and that we're not losing too much fullness or losing muscle. It, there's a fine line that you don't want to cross, um, of over dieting, not taking enough carbs in to get a pump where you start losing too much muscle, you're losing fat, but concomitantly losing muscle too much and losing fullness. So it's, it's kind of tricky because what the coach does is they look at that 
and they've seen so many people come into so many shows. So when Chris is looking at me, he's like, frick, you're flat. You know, we need to add some more carbs or you're not quite as conditioned. Uh, you, you know, we need to nail the cardio and, and make sure you're, you know, adhering to everything. So a lot of fine tuning goes in the last couple of weeks and specifically the macros may change a little bit. Uh, I know on Saturdays, Chris would do a carb up day and train his arms. So on Saturdays, he was always, he would always have this big carb day where he just allows his muscles to get filled up and then goes back to dieting, you know, and creating a deficit the next day. What that does is it allows your body, it thinks it's getting fed and it thinks it's fine to then release more fat. What happens is it's the law of diminishing returns. You start losing too much fat and trying to cut your calories too much or get overzealous with the cardio, then your, your fat can become stubborn and not move if you drop the calories too much. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people just think more is better. Uh, more is not necessarily better when it comes to cardio. And it's it, it takes the fine eye of a coach to see that, you know, the, the intricacy of it. And um, Chris does a masterful job of it with me. Now into the last week. So, so two weeks out, you're maximizing fat loss, but trying to remain fullness as you lose fat and not lose muscle. That's, that's the primary goal. So if your quads aren't in, if your lower back isn't in as far as hardness and conditioning, this is the time that, you know, you're pretty much in the pain cave and you're hungry all the time from, from the time you wake to the time you go to bed, your body fats, you know, under 5%. Um, and, and, uh, then in the last week, pretty much you're, you're, you're winding up on the workouts. So your workouts will go into Wednesday and Thursday, but you're winding up on your cardio. I think my last day of cardio was Tuesday. And then I worked out on Wednesday, took off on Thursday. I worked out until Thursday. And, and, and when I left that day, cause I didn't leave until like late afternoon myself when I went to go compete Boise and, and he drove four hours to DC from Virginia, uh, this morning. So, um, he had a little bit of a drive. I, I had a flight. Most of the time you're going to another town and not competing in your own town a lot. It kind of depends. Sometimes you are, sometimes you aren't, but you know, you prepare all your meals and, and you, you get ready for all your shit. The last week specifically, um, in addition to those workouts, in addition to the last little cardios, you're trying to de deplete the body as much as possible going into about Wednesday. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, even you're, you're depleting as much as can and losing, you know, doing the last little bits of cardio, working out really hard. And then that ends your deplete on Wednesday before the Saturday show is when we start carving up. So I ended up having about close to 600 grams of carbs on Wednesday, as did Chris. Protein goes down just a smidge to like seven ounces instead of eight or nine ounces. So you're and you have a little bit of fat in your diet. So Chris put fat in my diet. 
about 600 grams of carbs. You get the body used to, and it just sucks it up. So you work out and it'll just suck up all the carbs. You'll still be flat that first day. Then on Thursday, typically is your max carb day. So you can do plasma or recovery factor, um, some kind of an intracarb, get that workout in, and you're taking in crap loads of carbs on that day. So I went about 700, I think, six to 700. Um, and Chris went 800 yesterday, 800 grams of carbs. Now he's pulling that back. I When I did it, I did 600 and 600 on Wednesday and Thursday, and I was still flat Friday morning. He was going to pull my food, but he actually kept it, and we kept the carbs high on Friday because I was just still flat. So I started filling out Friday Friday morning, and I looked okay. But I, as the day went on, I started to fill out. And then when I went to weigh in, I weighed in at 208 pounds. Um, I'd already started the drying out process, so I'm cutting my water significantly. But I was just taking little sips of water with, with my meals. As at that point, you know, Thursday into Friday, some people don't really cut water until like Friday night. I start, I start cutting it down a little bit on Thursday. And then all day Friday, I don't have a ton of water. Um, just enough water to fill the muscles up, um, but 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 get dry and remain dry. And, and, and my prime motivator from this is I learned from this IFBB pro named Mark Dugdale, who I worked out with. And um, this was his strategy. And he's always known as one of the most peeled guys coming into shows, always in condition, never off. And one of the things that he would do is he would start kind of weaning down water really up in the carbs on Thursday. Friday, he'd be so dry that his, you know, his voice would be hoarse and cotton mouth and but his body's just peeled, just absolutely peeled. So um, a lot. I know Chris kept his water a little bit up and is probably going to start drying out later tonight. And that's his philosophy. A lot of people do it a little bit earlier than that. I like to do it a little bit earlier than that. But when you go into, so as you're in this last week, you usually hit your uh, coaching sessions with your posing coach. And in this process of carving up on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, pretty much every other meal, I send off a picture. It's a pain in the ass. But he needs to be granular with looking and as coaches need to be granular with 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 looking at how the body's filling out. And on a pretty much every two meal basis, because the body changes so quick and you're manipulating water and you're manipulating carbs and you came out of deplete. It's so fucking stressful on the body that you have to nail it perfectly and know exactly what you're doing. Otherwise, because you've done such radical stuff on the body. If you don't know what you're doing and don't know what you're looking for, it, it's like a crapshoot. You can you can be hella flat or well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but you guys and you guys are playing at the edge of the body's tolerances. We're not talking about, you know, this is like a matter of percentages of, of degrees, not just a matter of degrees for you guys at right. that point. Like you're getting to a point where every little gram or ounce of everything is going to have a visible effect, right? A absolutely, absolutely. And either that is going to 
you know, you're going to come in flat and then, you know, you can potentially fuck up your water and overspill. Or you can come in full and fucking dry, which is which is what we're shooting for. So also, full and dry, which is not easy to attain um, at all. So so and I, I guess I have a couple of quick questions about this last week. Yeah. So what you were talking about is you go in uh, and you stop cardio on Tuesday, right? I stopped cardio on Thursday or Tuesday. Yeah. But I still worked out on still worked Wednesday. Out. So, he, what, I think, had cardio on Wednesday. So my question is, what is what is cardio doing for you and to you at that point that you need to stop? Um. Well, at that point, you're turning off, maximizing any fat burning capabilities, and you're now wherever your body fat is, it is what it is. All right. So at that point, you, you can't, decided you're not gonna. You, you can't get in better shape at that point. Okay. Like you're done. You're done with your body fat. And then so the the, the other li- uh, the workouts, the lifting, that's just to keep pumped. Keep pumped, right? Now and see- fill the muscles. So as you're carving okay, so talk up, about, talk about filling muscles and being flat and all that. Like yeah. what are what are we talking about here specifically? Okay, so as you're coming off a deplete, your body naturally will get really flat because you're ma- you're maximizing the body fat going down. So after that, that last hard weekend, last hard push, the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, you then have a very flattened out body where your muscles aren't full. Okay. A full, so just, full, full is in fullness in appearance. Energy, and hydration. Carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. Prim- okay. Primarily because glycogen is stored in the muscles. So you put a little bit of water, a little bit of salt with that glycogen, i.e. carbs, then you're going to get a full muscle. Okay, so these are, we're basically talking about just inflating the cells a little bit. Right. Okay. That's, Absolutely. That's what I'm, I was trying to get yeah. at. It's like, yeah. So I don't think most people understand we, that muscle cells can change to that degree. It's like, yes, we understand that if you can lift 500 pounds, you can lift 500 pounds. Right. But how that looks is entirely dependent on yeah. water, carbs. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing uh, between the upper body and lower body with what a lot of people don't realize is the upper body can do and take workouts pretty much all the way to like Friday. But your last leg day comes about a week before the show at the very, at the very nearest you would do a leg day, like on Monday or Tuesday, but absolute, but typically it's more like Sunday is the last leg day. And the reason why is because if you train legs too close to a show, like say you train legs on Wednesday or Thursday, they become watery and you can't get that water out of them. Uh-huh. So they take longer to dry out. And there's some effect where when you work out and fill up the muscles and fill up um, your glycogen stores, you can more easily do that with the upper body towards the end of that week than you can lower body. The lower body just takes on water and then you're fucked and you can't get dry enough in the lower body. So so we end our, our leg workout a lot sooner than our upper body workouts leading into this peak week as well. So that's uh, something a lot of people don't know that most people, you know, that have good coaches know about. Um, but so, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at the body, your coach is looking at you and, and, and how you're filling out. He may add more carbs on Thursday and more carbs on Friday. And may have a peak day. Now, the other thing you have to be concerned about 
during these days as you're filling out is digestion because you've been taking in less than 100 grams of carbs and you're all of a sudden your body's taking 600 grams of carbs and then 800 grams of carbs. How's your digestion going to hold up? So for me, what I do is I take a betaine HCL, which is uh, basically an enzyme that helps digest protein in the body. And then I'll keep in my fermented vegetables like a tablespoon or two in a lot of my meals because my body's so used to that and it and it helps keep me, I don't know, the 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 healthy flora yeah. and the healthy bacteria of the gut. <laughs> so what you don't want to do is like you you, you don't want to be doing something like fermented vegetables uh and and leading up in the last couple of weeks and then just drop that when your body's used to having that probiotic in your stomach. And for me that helps because it just it it helps my gut health. Yeah. So <clears throat> What, what people do is, and where people fuck up is like, so say, say they haven't, they've dropped all their fat and they haven't been doing a ton of peanut butter and all of a sudden they buy a couple jars of peanut butter for the show and start doing rice cakes and peanut butter. If you haven't been doing peanut butter your whole prep and then also you throw in a bunch of crap at the end. Because you know other bodybuilders are eating rice cakes and jelly and peanut butter and all this stuff. Your body can also freak out on that too and become kind of bloated or descended because it's not used to it. Yeah. So that's another thing that the you know the coach will look out for in his eye and looking at you after every other meal is to make sure that that doesn't happen. So we're playing around with all kinds of variables that can really fuck up your appearance or can maximize and make you appear, you know, crazy looking if you nail it correctly. Typically, you can't look at yourself. Um, objectively. Objectively. Yeah. We look normal. at we, we, we look at ourselves through subjective lens lenses. And and when you do that, you can't you. I mean, there's some guys that do their own preps. Um, but most of the time you want to have a coach deciding for you that has a good eye for you. Chris has been with me for since, God, I think since I jumped on in 2015, middle of 2000 or end of 2015, pretty much all of 16, 17, 18, 19. So I've been on with him for four years. I will tell you this. Um, there is, there was a definite, you know, having my show being last weekend and um, going through it and evaluating and looking at it. And um, I won my class. I took second in the open heavyweights and I moved up a class from two years ago. I was a light heavy when I won the Wall State and the overall um, I and then competed at nationals. I was a light heavyweight. I realized at that time that I needed more muscle. So John Meadows and Chris were like, we need you bigger and fuller. So the goal in the off season for me was to drive more size. Problem was in 2018, I had rotator cuff surgery. Yeah. So that derailed me for about seven, eight months. And I kind of got a little bit too out of shape to be quite honest, um, having the surgery um, and just having life things come up. And um, so my off season definitely wasn't as good as Chris's. 
partially because I had the surgery, partially because I probably didn't nail my meals and eat as perfectly as he did. Probably more. That's more than the case. But I, that being said, I fucking had surgery, so it's not easy on the body. You know, leading into um, these off seasons, I will tell you that for the past couple of years, years, two years, Chris has had 42 perfect meals a week. However many that meals is per month and per year hits all his workouts, does not miss a freaking beat. Um, in my, in my off season, just to be quite honest, I did it, you know, I travel a lot to go see my son in Colorado. It's hard to keep up the training and the eating perfectly when you're on the road. It's not impossible, but it's, it's, it's harder to do. It's not optimal. You're working out in gyms that, you know, you're don't not used to, don't have what you need. And it's, it's, you don't want to make excuses. Um, I feel like I didn't nail my conditioning and prep like I had a couple years ago. There was something in the back of my mind that was holding me back. And I don't know what it is, but I just did not have the perfect prep leading into my show well, so as, as Chris Let me has. ask you this then. Yeah. How far off, I mean, like what kind of a percentage improvement do you think, you know, is it, is it 10% you would have been 10% bigger or 10% more cut or where, where were the, where did it fall short? For me, it was conditioning. And, I got bigger. So my and, stage and weight. define conditioning here because I think most people think conditioning, they think strictly on a cardio basis. Right. So in conditioning, what we're talking about is for me and for Chris, striations and different muscle groups. Everybody has different muscle groups that kind of pop when you get real low body fat. But when you get that skinless look yeah, um, and that paper thin skin and your body fat gets so low, the striations in your, in your glutes start coming out. The striations, like as you see in the picture of Chris's quads start coming out in certain people. Everybody's different though. Some people's quads strike. Some people's tri triceps straight. Some people's lower, my, my lower back straights and my glutes straight, which is very desirable. But that was the last piece that I, when I was coming down into the last part of my prep, I was having a hard time achieve. Get, so getting the, the conditioning, getting the, the conditioning. I was bigger. Like okay. you look at my picture, I'll post pictures from post shows. Um, in the past years, I was definitely bigger. I mean, I weighed, so I've, when I, when I weighed in at Wa State, I weighed 194. And although I was in better condition and had striated glutes, I was definitely bigger this prep weighing in at 208. So I weighed in 14 pounds heavier. And that's 14 pounds of muscle. It's 14 pounds of muscle. I wasn't in as good a shape as I was at the Wa State, but, but we're probably talking about three or four there. Definitely not the, the amount I, so I, I made improvements physically. I, uh, I really like my side chest. I really, I don't mind my side tricep shot. Now I used to hate those cause I used to just feel that I appear tall and skinny ripped, but tall and skinny in those poses. Now I'm starting to fill those out. 
what what we've come up with at you know post my show is my off season needs to be nailed a little bit uh harder you got to buckle down on the eating a little bit more and not fuck up with it at all and um that 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 you know obviously having a surgery is not desirable so that so i need to be training injury free but what we realized is i got i got beat by a guy that was two inches shorter than me and weighed five pounds more than me in my this, open class. Talking, in the open class. In the open you won, class. You won your, I won the master's class. I just walked away class. with it. Yeah. But in the open class, you know, I'm battling against this 29 year old kid who is five foot eight and weighed in at like 212 or 213. So I'm about just under five foot 10 or right around five foot 10. And I weigh 208. So he's five foot eight. And weighs in like 212, 213. Yeah, much more of a firehead. Yeah. Yeah. He was just wider than me. And I, I, but that, I think I still could have beat him had I nailed my conditioning like I did at the Wall State. So you think that. So the- I could have outconditioned. I should have beat the guy had I nailed my prep and nailed my, and, and I, and I just didn't. So you think and it was, you really think it was a conditioning that made the difference on that last one? Yeah. So here's the question. You say you're at two, you're, you weighed in at 208. I'm assuming you're probably 220, 220 right over now. 220. Yeah, yeah. Um, how much muscle can you put on between now and your next competition and still get your conditioning dialed in the way you want it? So, or, or more importantly, I think, what are your goals? Are yeah. You, what are you not, not so much how much can you, but what do right. you, what do you plan on doing? So for the next one? I, I need to put on eight to 10 pounds of lean tissue. And this shit does not come overnight. So, you know, I can I can easily put on 15 to 20 pounds. Oh, well, yeah, no, I, I think. And yeah. it may be some's muscle, but some of it's going to be fat. But eating lean and continuing to eat those meals where you're a little bit hungry, but you're just feeding the body enough carbs to grow and enough protein and healthy fats to grow, but not get too fat and keep your. So the goal is keep body fat under under 10 percent. So visible abs. Okay. You can't let your abs go. Um, visible abs, and then you just get leaner and bigger over time. And just you have to fucking put the work in in the gym. You have to put the work in in the perfect fucking meals and the perfect meal plan. And you got to have a coach overseeing your training and, 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 kicking, your ass when you and kicking your ass when you need it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it at that point, it becomes a lifestyle. And it's like... You know, it's like, how bad do you want it? Um, There are people, and Chris mentioned this to me, there are people that are genetically gifted and people that are fucking grinders. Yeah. So some people just grind it out and some people are genetically gifted. I'm happy for those genetically gifted motherfuckers that can eat McDonald's (laughs) two, three weeks before a show and come in ripped. And they always have abs, no matter how much fucking fried chicken they eat or, you know, rice or what have you cool but you know guys like chris and i we gotta fucking grind this shit through because we're not although i have good genetics i'm naturally a 205 pound man um i'm not fucking huge and jacked naturally like if i just walk around and you know jog and you know do do a little bit of yoga i'm not going to be big and jacked and like looking like a pure mesomorph because that's not my genetics yeah I've got decent decent genetics, good genetics, but not great. 
not like Phil Heath shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's certain people. I mean, there's some just... certain people like Kai Green, and you look at all the Mr. Olympias. If you want an example of fucking genetic elite, look at the Arnold Classic winners. Although there, you know, there's some fucking grinders up there too. They're the Steve Kuklos and the Branch Warrens, and there's some bodybuilders. I even feel like Sean Roden is a grinder. Uh, last year's Mr. Olympia, but before Brandon Curry. Um, but, th- but the cool thing about this sport and the cool thing about getting in shape is you look at um, Mr. Olympia's and they're mostly guys in their late 30s and early 40s. So it takes muscle maturity. Very rarely are you going to find a guy. I mean, Arnold, when he won his first show, was probably in his late 20s. You know, so you're going to get your guys that like win in their late 20s, but not often. Yeah. Nowadays, you're, you're looking at all guys in their 40s and 30s, 35, 37, 33, and because you have to build that muscle maturity. It doesn't come overnight. And um, so, you know, guys, if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram or on the Physical Culture Radio page. Instagram at physical culture radio. If you have any specific questions about coaching, if you have any specific questions, you just want to ask Chris and I about our prep, I'm more than happy to answer them for Chris Edmonds. I'm Greg Jones. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of physical culture radio. 